Good morning. It's great to be sharing with you today. However, it does feel a little bit strange as the whole country comes to terms with being back in lockdown. My prayer is that over this coming year, God would walk with us and help us and that it be a better year for us individually, for our families and our church, but also for our town and nation. But it is a tough way to start the year. I also find it interesting that over this next week um, and uh, the coming week, Phil Norris and I will be looking at one of the clearest examples that we have in the New Testament of a church without walls. That is the church in Antioch um, in Acts 11 and 13. We're looking at this example to help us as the hub church, as God has called us to be a church without walls, to help us on our own journey. Well, if ever there was a time that we needed to pull together and care for one another and share life, to be a church without walls, well, it's now. So today I'd like to do three things. Firstly, I'd like to comment primarily on the two words from our commissioning as a church back in 2017 about being a church without walls. Secondly, I'd like to look at what made the church in Antioch, for me, the first church without walls. And thirdly, I'd like to encourage us to re-look at who we are and recapture this for our own time in 2021. And to do this, I'd like to look at cultural transformation. So firstly, let's dive into Acts 11, verse 19 to 30, the church in Antioch. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch, when he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. When Barnabas went to Tarsus, or then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. And this happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the believers living in Judea. As they did this, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. 
So before we dive into that passage, back in 2017, when the church was prayed over and commissioned, we had two prophetic words about being a church without walls. Now time doesn't allow me to go through over over all the aspects concerning them, but please can I encourage you to take time to read them and think about them for yourself. It's who God says we are. We are to be a church without walls. Now the irony of Phil and I speaking about the Antioch church as a great example of the first church without walls has not been lost, certainly on me. For those who've been part of BCC for many years will know that back in the 70s, God clearly spoke to Basingstoke Community Churches through a prophetic word from a chap called Peter Line about being an Antioch church, sending and receiving missionaries from across the world. And BCC's as an Antioch church was foundational to the church for many years. It has guided our church for uh, ever since. It is part of our DNA. So for me it's been amazing to re-look at the church in Antioch with fresh eyes as it is an amazing example of a church without walls. So for me in calling the hub a church without walls God is reconfirming our history, our calling but in a new way. We have to rediscover what being a church without walls means today for us here in 2021. Our DNA as being an Antioch church can be both a blessing and it can be a hindrance. A blessing because of all the the amazing good things that we've seen over the years, but a hindrance if we only see it as the good old days. The way that I like to picture this is that we as a church are on a journey. Imagine yourself for a moment standing in the middle of a rope bridge. You know the ones on films between a gorge. Beneath you there may be planks of wood to walk on it but it's all secured by rope. Looking behind you and in front of you the rope bridge is secured in fixed points but it's secure but as the wind blows you feel the bridge sway and you can see the valley below in the distance. It's exciting yet scary at the same time. It's exciting because God has a plan for us. He is leading us on. It's scary because it means doing things that are out of our comfort zone. This is the journey of faith that we are on. Behind us where the rope is securely fixed. For me this is our history about being an Antioch church. And ahead of us the fixed point where the rope is secured. Again is the word of God that God has called us to be this church without walls. For me these words are connected and at any time whilst we're moving forward we can place our hands on the rails and we're immediately reminded of our past 
but also of where we're going. God is behind us, God is with us and God is before us, calling us to rediscover who we are, a church without walls. This is where we're going. Come on this journey. Let's find God's heart together as we seek him to understand each of our own callings in this journey. So that was my first point. Understanding that these words about being a church without walls, they embrace our history, but call us to rediscover what it means for us today. So my second point Looking at the example of the church in Antioch, what made this church a church without walls? Antioch of Syria was called the Queen of the East and the beautiful and the golden city. It was the third largest city in the Roman Empire after Rome and Alexandria. It was a free city, so had its own constitution and more importantly, It didn't have to pay taxes to Rome or have a military garrison. It became the capital of the Roman province of Syria, a seat of government. The city was multicultural. It was home to Greeks, Syrians, Romans, and it had a large population of Jews, but also people from many nations. The believers in Antioch were free to live out their faith without the pressures from Rome or Jerusalem. With this freedom, the believers broke down the walls in so many areas. The church was courageous in pressing forward into all that God had for them. They allowed God to lead them in new ways, not holding on to traditions or the way things have been done in the past but you know things holding them back that they pressed into the kingdom of God it was exciting new quite simply this church in Antioch redefined what church looked like so let's look at this for a moment in Acts chapter 7 after Stephen was murdered and the great persecution the church members from Jerusalem were scattered. But as they went, they shared the good news. But in verse 19, it says that they only shared with Jews. As far as the believers in Jerusalem were concerned, the Messiah had come. Salvation had come, but was primarily still for the Jews. In fact, even the Apostle Peter acknowledged that it was against the Jewish law to even associate or even visit a non-Jew. So they shared Jesus only with other Jews, people like themselves. But what about the calling to go into all the world, to be witnesses in Jerusalem, all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth? So what made the church in Antioch a church without walls? First and foremost, it was their courage to break down this massive wall. That the good news of Jesus was for the non-Jews, for the Greeks, the Syrians, the Romans, all the nations, not just for the Jews. It was the first church to break with the Jewish traditions, the culture and laws, to press into the kingdom of God. 
And the most amazing thing is that in Antioch, God used people just like you and me. No apostles, no big names, just some men that they say were from Cyprus and Cyrene who loved Jesus and simply wanted to share their faith with whoever they encountered. What a breakthrough. How courageous is that? And God blessed it. A great many were saved. That was the first wall gone. As more Greeks and Syrians and people from across the non-Gentile or the non-Jewish world were saved, they demolished another wall. That as believing Gentiles, they had to comply with all the Jewish laws and customs that the church in Jerusalem was under pressure to follow. Things like circumcision. In Antioch, they brought their own cultures to the church. They shrugged off the Jewish culture that wanted them to conform and comply. Imagine the freedom and liberty this must have brought into the Antioch church as the church grew. All from people within that one city. The church was transformed. This church became a powerhouse of worship and learning for centuries. The men of God that came out of this church. It's even thought that the Gospel of Matthew was written in Antioch. This church was pioneering completely new. And as the believers from the nationalities outnumbered the Jewish believers, they could no longer be seen as a Jewish sect and so were first nicknamed Christus people, Christians. For us in our day, we have this DNA. We know that the gospel is for all, but breaking through barriers and fears to pioneer and share the good news with new people in new places is a challenge that we all face. Just ask yourself, when was the last time you talked about Jesus with someone new or reached out to share God's love in a new way. It's a challenge for us all. It's a double challenge at the moment whilst we're in lockdown. But our God can still speak to us and lead us in new ways to bless and reach out. And I love the fact that even as, as in tier three or latterly in tier four, we as a church were able to uh, raise uh, offerings to help those in need amongst us or with our missionaries and help our pastor contacts in Brazil and India and our missionary friends and family. You know, next week Phil is going to touch on about the diversity and the global mission in Antioch. But what else did the church in Antioch break down walls? How did they break them and how did they excel in? Well, what about teaching? Verse 25, when Barnabas first checked Antioch out, he realised he needed help. What an amazing man of God. Firstly, that he didn't try and do it all on his own. Secondly, that he sought out Saul 
a pioneering new thinker. Saul hadn't done any of the amazing things yet, but Barnabas saw the potential in him and called him to help. Barnabas was the one who opened his home to Saul when the disciples in Jerusalem were scared of him. Barnabas didn't call in an established teacher from Jerusalem. He called in Saul and they they taught the church for a year. How amazing is that? What a challenge to us as leaders to look for the potential in people and help them achieve all that God has for them. What about the prophetic? In verse 27, we have this story about a, uh, a, these ministers, these prophetic people from Jerusalem coming down to Antioch and giving this prophetic word about this famine. This church in Antioch clearly had a strong appreciation for the prophetic, receiving ministries and delivering God's word by the Holy Spirit. These are areas that for us we can take for granted, like worship. And it's so good that we've just had our 24-hour prayer. But again, we can take these things for granted. And yet, as we seek to be a church without walls, my prayer is that God would develop these aspects in us further, that God would help us, would develop us individually and corporately as we take steps in faith across that rope bridge. And lastly, as I start to draw to a close, my last point is on the topic of cultural transformation. This was at the heart of the Antioch church and for me it's the natural outworking of the church. It started when the men of Cyprus and Cyrene felt the freedom and liberty to share their faith. This is what happens when we share about Jesus and these men changed the culture of a city one life at a time. I love the fact that the church in Jerusalem then sent Barnabas a safe pair of hands to check out what was going on. Verse 24 describes him as a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. What an amazing description of this man. He was a person of integrity, willing to stand up for his faith and could be trusted. You know, we first see Barnabas in Acts 4, as Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, who sells a field and gives to the church, who they rename Barnabas, son of encouragement. So he's generous, he's hospitable, and he lives up to his name, certainly with Saul. So cultural transformation happens when God calls righteous men and women to action. What is he calling you to do? in 2021. I know we're in lockdown, but God is bigger than lockdown. Spend time with him. God, help me. What do you want me to do? 
Cultural transformation happens when we take our faith and our love for Christ and our passion for his kingdom into the workplace where we work with our colleagues. We, we take it onto the streets like we have done in the past in so many ways, like street pastors or chaplains or food bank. Each of us carries the Holy Spirit, the, therefore the very presence of God with us wherever we go. When faith is not compartmentalised into a personal religion, but it is lived and verbalised every day with those around us. Faith in action. Cultural transformation happens as the Lord leads us to help the marginalised, the poor, to bring justice and reconciliation into our community. What a challenge that is for all of us. And we see this in Acts verse 27 of chapter 11, where the church raised that offering for the poor in Judea. And what I love is that each gave according to his means. No pressure, but just out of uh, love. As we allow the transforming resurrection presence of Christ to change our hearts, so that when God speaks to us or leads us by his Holy Spirit, the church can step out in faith and act in line with the kingdom of God. So for me, this church in Antioch brought cultural transformation because they were willing to share Jesus and open their mouths to speak of the love of God. They were willing to reach into the different cultures and peoples around them and bring the love of God in action. And they were willing to overflow with the life of God, willing to act with integrity, compassion, generosity, and bringing justice. So let's find the good in the midst of this lockdown. Maybe as we've got more time on our hands, determine to use it well, to spend more time with the Lord in prayer or reading your Bible. It starts there. It's not rocket science. Transformation comes out of the resurrection presence of God. So let's get into his presence. Let's come out of the lockdown stronger in faith, not weaker. Let's press into him so that when his opportunities arise that he shows us, we can respond and act. You know, I hope that as we seek to understand the Hub Church as a church without walls, we can learn from our history, but learn from the church in Acts how we can be a church without walls in 2021. Let me pray. Father, you have called us. Lord, you know our history. You know what you've spoken to us in the past. You know where we are today. And Lord, you know where you're leading us for the future. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would help us at this time to capture your heart for each one of us. Lord, that you would lead us, each one of us, to understand what you have for us in being a church without walls. And that, Lord, you give us the courage 
to step up, to act, to bring all the things of your kingdom to our town and to our region. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and fill us afresh and lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.